2: Xavier Scruggs of MLB Network and ESPN and various and sundry other media outlets joins us now. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: great. How are you guys doing this morning?
2: Good. We got to tell you that Michelle Smallman has gone to ESPN. She's doing the the overnight sports center on radio. So Carrie, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, played football here in St. Louis, played for the University of Illinois. Carrie is my new partner partner here.
0: That's awesome, Carrie. I'm sorry to hear that you gotta deal with Randy for, uh, for the (laughs) next while, man. Well, but, uh, it, hopefully it, everything goes all right.
1: It's seven a.m. to ten a.m., so it, it, it's it's been okay. It's not too bad. I, Randy is a great teacher, but the seven a.m. part is is I, I I do understand what you're saying, sir.
0: <laughs> nah, you guys are gonna make awesome team. You're happy, uh, happy you guys got got together. Thank, Thank you, I appreciate you. it.
2: And we always enjoy having you on the show, and we know that uh, you're paying close attention to the Albert Pujols chase for. Seven hundred and Yadi and uh, and Bueno three hundred and twenty five starts as a battery between those two tomorrow the three hundred twenty fifth will set a record. Put that in perspective from a baseball player's perspective. What do you think when you think about those guys starting three hundred and twenty five games together as a battery?
0: I mean, honestly, it's it's unreal and it's tough to put into perspective just because of the longevity within the game. And you you think about it like. Guys have aren't playing that long in the game nowadays. It's almost like you get to a point where you're 30, 32, and it's like, okay, let's go get the young guy. But it tells you what they've done to keep themselves in great shape. It tells you about their ability to go to go to the post every time that they're supposed to. We understand Yachty, you can't you can barely kick him out the game just because <laughs> he wants to start every single day. But it also gives you an idea of the production that they've had throughout the course of their seasons. Right? You don't just have these guys playing at this age without them still producing. And I think that's one thing that's impressed me most, specifically with Wayno and Pujos because you're talking about a Cardinal-caliber team in which we're talking about playoffs. Like, this team is is bound to be one of the better teams even going into the playoffs. So I still love the fact that you have guys producing at this age for teams that are really doing something special in a really magical season when you talk about the types of players that we're talking about.
1: Xavier, you you hit a nerve when you said when you turn 31, 32, it's time for the the young guy to come in because I, I, I know that all too well. Us former players... Know that feeling when when they start looking at the younger people and not you anymore.
0: Hundred percent. I think that that's that was the case for me too. So yeah. I, I definitely know I definitely know the feeling. That's why I'm now doing the same thing as you on the broadcasting <laughs> side, on the analyst side, because you still get to talk about some of these guys that you played with. For right. me specifically, Pujols and Wayno. Being a, a, a mentee to these guys, they've been able to kind of carry me along the idea of, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like as a professional. When I was in the minor leagues, I got to see Pujols every day, put the work in um, inside the cage, out there on the field, uh, uh, defensively, offensively, and the same thing with Ueno. I I got to be in the clubhouse with them. These guys are special guys for a reason. It's because they care more about the people around them than they do themselves, and naturally, the, the success comes off of that.
1: Exactly. we were talking earlier about you know uh, players, and and we were talking about the Brewers how they traded away Josh Hader, and how the Cardinals uh, brought in Jordan Montgomery and, and Quintana. Can you talk about how that is in a in a, in a ball club uh, for a ball team for a ball club when you trade mm-hmm. away one of your best players? For the Brewers and, and how you think about that, how you're looking at your season going forward. And, and the exact opposite happens for the Cardinals when they bring in players and they go on the, the, uh, the hot streak that they've been on.
0: Well, I think that's a great point because naturally since the trade deadline, we've seen the Brewers take a step back, right? And specifically from a pitching standpoint. And as a team in a clubhouse, when you see the, the one of the best closers in all of baseball leave your team during a pennant chase – that's a that's a blow to the confidence of the team right you're looking around like man we just lost one of our our, our dudes one of our mainstays in this clubhouse as well and i think you look at the opposite for the cardinal situation is they went out and got some help, and not only have they went out and got the help, they've turned those guys into some solid dudes when you talk about going out there every fifth day and providing an opportunity to go deep in the ball games, I look specifically at Montgomery. They've changed up his whole arsenal. So this is a guy in which the Cardinals went out, and the same for Jose Quintana, and figured out, okay, how can we not only insert him into our rotation, but how can we make sure that his arsenal is going to be allowed to give him the most success facing these teams? down the stretch. And we've seen that specifically with these guys. So you have to give credit to not only the front office, but also you look at Oliver Marble in his first year being a manager, being able to go out there, manage the bullpen the way he has, go out and give put guys in the best position to succeed, uh, make the right decisions. I, I can't say enough about what this guy has done in his first year in a managerial stint in St. Louis. Did you run
2: across him in the Cardinal organization at all?
0: Absolutely. Me and Oliver actually played together in, uh, in single A. And then throughout our years, as he was coaching in the minor league levels, we always kept in contact. He's a close friend of mine. We still talk regularly. I actually just asked him yesterday yesterday, hey, what's the deal with the uh, with the uh, the pepper grater with not Lars Neubart? And he was like, man, X, if I knew, I would let you know. It, so it's just we still have a great relationship, and, and I'm still picking his brain and trying to learn from him because he's in a great position as a manager.
2: So here's, here's what happens. The Cardinals grind out at bats, and so <laughs> Lars wanted to signify that. So he gets to second base, and he, he would feign the pepper grinder. And then I think they were in Pittsburgh, and somebody either stole or bought a pepper grinder, and so they've got it in the room now. (laughs) They took him out for his birthday (laughs) dinner, and they they walked away from the dinner with a pepper grinder. So it's an homage to them grinding out at bats. There you go.
0: That's so awesome. And that's so the Cardinals, right? That's, That's the perfect example.
2: Hey, Xavier, uh, when Mark McGuire was chasing 62 back in 1998, you know St. Louis, you played here. But you'd be walking through a grocery store and they would break into the the music in the grocery store to, to air the McGuire at-bats in a grocery store as you're walking around shopping. And I have to believe that that's going to happen over the course of the next week to 10 days here as Albert approaches oh. 700. You put up uh, a video on your Twitter last night. And by the way, follow Xavier on Twitter at Xavier under Score Scruggs, but you know how important this pursuit is, specifically in this town uh, for this guy and this mark of 700 home runs.
0: Man, this is it, it, it's, it, it's hard to describe just because we, we don't see people get to this point in their careers very often, and, and we have to relish in the fact that this dude is going out there and putting on a show and, and hitting some historic numbers that we may never see ever in our game again. So I from a from a national standpoint with me being with M L B network, I I'm still like I go in there and I'm like Yo, we we've got to show every Albert at bat because mm-hmm, yeah. if we don't soak this in right now, then we're going to look back and we're going to be like, man, it, it was too late. You know, you we have to do it in the moment. And I just think that there's got to be an appreciation for what he's been able to do. And not only that, I still look at like I still look at the last at bat my my guy had that uh, that drove the, uh, the, and Albert hit the home run it's a it's a 2-1 ball game. They're losing. It's supposed to be like a pressure type of situation, 2-0 count. He just does what we've seen Albert do for so long, use the middle of the field and drive it to the furthest part of the yard. Like it, it's it's still like impressive to me what he's been able to do in clutch situations. And then I look at after the game. They they it's it's, it's not 697 that should be his ball, right? No, he's he gives it he allows the people that caught the ball to keep the ball because it's a year past, uh, year since the um the lady's father had been passed away. So I look at the type of person he is like it's unreal what he's doing right now, and I just think we got to soak it in um, and, and don't miss an opportunity to witness something special.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that, that Randy and I were saying. We don't feel like it's enough national coverage in regards to what, what Pujols is doing and what Yachty and Wainwright are doing. Uh, do you believe that anything – like you talked about the, the 700 possibly not happening again. We went through the numbers yesterday. Uh, but do you think that the battery combination with Wainwright and, and Yachty will ever be reached just because of the longevity of, of careers that are taking place? No,
0: I don't think that's going to happen again and I just look at you you don't see not not only from a pitching standpoint guys having the longevity Wayne O has but even from a catching standpoint right and and you also look at catchers nowadays they don't start every game so you look at a lot of times you'll have now the two catchers, they'll go, they'll split games. yachty been starting games for such a long period of time. And like I mentioned earlier, he, he's going to tell the manager, no, I don't need a day of rest. I don't need rest. So I think you, you don't, you're not going to get that any longer moving forward with as much as rest and recovery is, is, important, is it, as important as important it is nowadays. Um, the same thing with limiting pitchers' innings throughout the course of a season. Um, it, the same thing with the length in which pitchers throw. Like We're, not, we're just not going to see those types of things anymore. So that's another thing that we really have to soak in and understand that this is just as special.
2: Hey, Xavier, one more thing before we let you go. And you brought up something on uh, social media again on Twitter that I hadn't even considered. And that's the possibility of the Padres missing the playoffs. My goodness, with all the effort they put in off the field, and as good as that team is, even without Fernando Tatis Jr., when you think about that starting rotation, the fact that they went out and got Hader, they went and got Soto and Bell at the trade deadline. My goodness, if the Padres don't make the playoffs, what happens? Yeah, if
0: the Padres don't make the playoffs, you you're, you're going to see naturally some firings, and and it's just a situation where this team has done too much. You you too much. You mentioned it during the trade deadline, going out and getting a Juan Soto, going out and and getting a Josh Hader, going out getting Brandon Drury. Um, so th- they've made so many of these moves to be able to do something special in San Diego and you just look at right now they're in a wild card spot. So they're in a good situation, but you don't want to go and do all that, and miss the playoffs like you go out and get a Juan Soto you go out and get one of the best closers in a Josh Hader to give yourself a deep postseason run we're talking World Series type runs not just to make the playoffs so I'm hoping that that isn't the case in which they miss out but I still look at we because of the downfall from last year and the reoccurrence of you know seemingly not doing enough as a team but still having all the talent that's when you got to look inside the organization see, so there's something wrong in a sense in which we cannot continue to have that happen and me being from San Diego like I want to see this Padres team continue to play good baseball and continue to make a name for themselves so I'm just hoping that they end up making this postseason with the roster that they have,
2: and you know what's interesting, Xavier, and we're fans, so we we look at it from a different perspective. If the playoffs started today, the Padres would have to come here for three, and the Cardinals are dominant at home. We're just assuming that the Cardinals would beat that super talented Padres team in the first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs.
0: I think that's how you have to look at it, and, and I think the the biggest testament is what what the Cardinals have done. Not even what the maybe what the Padres' inconsistencies have been. I look at the Cardinals and the role that they're on as far as playing really good baseball, really sound baseball. They're doing the Cardinal things. And we talk about the Cardinal things. I think it's the little details, right? The good defense, the base running, uh, being smart about situational plays, uh, making the right uh, choices when it comes to the bullpen late in games. Uh, I think that you're starting to see the, the real stride of the Cardinals right now at the right time. And um, and I think one of the biggest things is it it's been a magical season with the guys like Yadi, Wayne, and Pujols. And I and I said at the beginning of the season, don't mess with the magical season. Something <laughs> just happens mm-hmm. when you get when you have those types of things that occur.
2: Hey, we're thrilled for what you're doing with MLB Network and ESPN, and working so hard and doing great at it. Thanks so much for the time, Xavier. Always good to talk to you, and we'll do it again soon. I hey, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Keep up the good work. Thank you. That's our friend Xavier Scruggs, MLB Network, every single day, ESPN. He's, he, he, he is becoming one of the media faces of baseball, and he's terrific at it. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
0: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes.